Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Good to have you back. Thank you for having me back. I'm a little under the weather today, guys. So Are you really? Uh, me too. Yeah, I'm afraid really? I'm like, I took a COVID test. I took, I'm negative. But I'm like, what is going on? I feel like I'm popping a fever. So this might be like the fever version of me. <laughs> you know what's funny is that like when, okay, people, yeah. when, pe- when people talk about like COVID now, it's such like a stigma connected to uh you you're like a leper from the community i know, <laughs> you, I know. like it's just COVID. like it's fine like people have gotten over it we've got vaccines like we know we understand it now better but it's like you having to preface that mm-hmm. i was negative by the way like just so like i don't know, I it's, know. Just, it, it's so weird it's so we're on a Zoom call first... too. It's not like we're gonna catch it. Yeah. From you, <laughs> well, I was at Hallis today, so I didn't want anyone freaking out. But I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's I saw. Weird. I saw you today, and you seemed completely fine. Yeah. Did it, I was did it, Steve did it hit in the locker room. after yeah. work, or were you drugged up, or were you just? I was you're just that much of a gamer up. that like no no illness can get Caitlin Sharkey down. I, I was drugged up pretty good, and then Steve was like, "Let me feel your forehead," and he's like. Uh, you should go. Jeez, <laughs> what's it? What's your what's your favorite drug of choice? Mine is I call it Eggs and Benny. I'm a big fan of Benadryl. That is my go-to, regardless of what the symptoms are. I pop an egg and Benny, drink a little water, boom, boom, boom. We all good. We set to go. I'm ready for the next day. That's I'm a Nyquil girl. Oh, yeah, I'll be some Delsum, some cough syrup tonight Mm -hmm. and some some NyQuil will be putting me to bed. (laughs) I can't I can't take uh, the eggs and bennies anymore because of the child that I have. And I can't afford to sleep through her crying for food. So that's that's the only downside of of having a kid is you can't, you know, pop a little egg and Benny just to get a good night's sleep. There's other downsides. I mean, I'm in favor of having kids overall. I have some and I love them, but there, there's more downsides than that. Hey, less money, you know. Less, That's not the less only hard time. part. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares how long I sleep tomorrow because I may be my employer. So, <laughs> You're, Are you coming back Thursday? You come, you're going to be? I don't know. I may not. But we're like shorthanded because Josh had a baby. JP's off. Oh, oh Josh God. did have a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he did. Little Miles. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that name, Miles. Yeah. Why do you, why do you call it an eggs and Benny? Where's the, what's the eggs part? 
Nah, I don't know. It was just egg, eggs Benedict, eggs and Bennies, and I was like, oh, Benadryl. Just that's how my brain made that connection. So it's a good one. When my firstborn daughter was like one, one and a half, maybe we flew overseas with her, and it was a ten or twelve hour flight. And I'm not a good sleeper in general. Mm-hmm. So I did get something. I don't remember what it was. Something over the counter. I got some kind of thing that helps you sleep. And I had her with uh, in my lap or next to me. I forget. Probably in my lap. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to – the flight's overnight. I'm going to wait till she falls asleep, and then I'm going to take this, and then I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And all that went fine. I did, and I took it. And then she woke up like 45 minutes into that. 45 minutes after I took the sleep aid, whatever it was. And man, trying to like fight through that fog to deal with this. And <laughs> and the whole plane is mad because no everybody's ready to sleep for this. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be woken up. I mean, every, and there's some professionals on this flight that are like, as soon as we hit, as soon as it's wheels up, I'm going to sleep so that I'm ready when we hit Dubai in the morning. And like, man, that was a... Uh, that was a nightmare trying to trying to come out of that fog. That's why that's what happens to me when I take Nyquil. Mm. I, I, mm. Nyquil slows me down big time. We just talked about this, I think, last month because I was sick. Nyquil is like uh, leaves me completely foggy and hungover, and Dayquil speeds me up too much. Where I, it's like I have ADHD. I can't <laughs> focus on things, which I'm normally very good at. That I also like Theraflu. That's what I need uh, to get. That's what I thought about getting tonight. I should have done that. I've heard it's my, really good. Mm-hmm. My kids give me so much hassle about medicines tasting bad. And <laughs> for one, medicines come a long way. Mm-hmm. They they try pretty hard to make it taste good. Hey, remember it's Father John's? Oh, no, what is that? Uh, oh, what? what? You didn't get the Father what John's? Is that? That's no, the old it? school remedy for everything. It was terrible. It tasted terrible. Oh, cough syrups have come a long way. Like I took some the other night and I was like, this is not bad. <laughs> Shout out to the rap game. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, well, this is why they sip on it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was not sipping on it. I just shot it. But no, the, the recommended dosage. You didn't, you didn't pour it in some Sprite or something? No, no, definitely did not. <laughs> No coding for me. But the other thing is, oh, I tell my kids, like, it's medicine. It doesn't have to taste yeah. good. Makes, as long it, ju- as it, makes it just has good. to make you not sick. Just, yeah. You, I mean, can't just it get is, through a sh- you can't get through a shot of cold medicine, even if it doesn't taste good. I mean, it is 2023, though. Like, how come nobody has been able to figure that out? Mm-hmm. How come these kids are so entitled and soft that they can't? We can get any fruit, no matter what season it is, but we can't make medicine taste good? good point that's not the goal of medicine the goal of medicine is to make you feel better but i'm saying like if we have the technology and we could do it why not i don't know maybe you should work on that tone what would you want medicine to taste like i got i got a lot of ideas that i've gotten over the course of this break that could make a lot of money for somebody i bet i bet (laughs) go go do you want to um you want to tell us or would that jeopardize the patents that you filed for yeah i mean it could jeopardize but like for i'll give you one a couple and just say tm after i can i can can give you one i can give you one so we were at the hospital uh when my baby was born obviously that's where babies are born generally um and like in the middle of the night the nurses they would just come in and do like checks 
And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, how is anybody supposed to get any sleep where you're coming in every three hours, every two hours, you know, all through the middle of the night? And I'm like, I asked the doctor, I was like, is there an app, like an itinerary so we can at least get mentally prepared for when people are coming in? And they're like, no, that 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 thing doesn't exist. We just kind of come in. I'm like, huh. Okay. So that's one idea. Please don't take it. I, it's already been pinned. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, 27th. All right. Tony Gill has that idea and everybody knows it now. I don't know if the nursing community yeah. will be happy with you if you have yeah. an itinerary for them. Yeah. Can I, let me make sure I understand what you want to do here. You uh-huh. wanted to the, the hardest working, some of the hardest working, most short staffed <laughs> people in the country doing mm-hmm. life-saving work. Yep. And what you've thought of is you want an extra layer of work for them to go through so that you know five minutes in advance that they're on their way? That's right. <laughs> How's that possibly worth it? I mean, what, what are you doing in those five minutes? You're just like combing out your beard, making sure you, you know, splashing some water on your face. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just, I think when people know what's going on instead of random, oh, I'm supposed to take blood for your baby at 3 a.m. Wait, what, what? Like, I'm just waking up. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm disoriented, right? I'm already in this cramped space, uh, uh, little to no room. I haven't seen the outside in a few days. Like, I'm cranky. So I think it for customer service sake, hey, this is what's going to happen with your stay here. This So you're not just kind of going crazy or anything. Um, this is what we have planned out. There's going to be routine checks here, here, and here. Here are the nurses responsible for those checks. They, uh, they work in shifts, as we all know. Like, it doesn't help to have more information about what's going on with your health care. Like, they already have the apps. Just make an extension to the app that you already have if you want. If you don't want to invest too much in a brand new app. Like, it's not, it's not, I'm out here solving problems, Jason. You feel me? Just the push alerts when they're coming down the hall. Exactly. Yeah. A push alert. Hey, this is my 10 minutes for coming through. Problems. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what if Stephanie was, was breastfeeding or something? Like, come on. Can, can, can she cover up? Like, something? Like, come on. You're worried about that with the nurse, with the medical professionals? The, the, I'm the, just the, saying. The, the people that grabbed the baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're, they've already. Not our boo. Don't let yeah, us see seriously. our boo. I'm, already, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there to protect her integrity at all times. They walk in and Tony's like, hey, don't look. You know how, you know what we were doing? Like, be respectful. You know, a couple hours ago, right? <laughs> Do you guys think less of me that like, cause one detail of his story that he just told was that he slept overnight in the hospital. Do you guys think less of me that I did not do that? Yes. Okay. First child? First child I did the first okay. night, not the second night. Second child, I went home and slept. I was like, everybody's good here. We got a baby. You're cool. All right. See you in the morning. Oh my God. <laughs> But we went over this. We already know you're not a real one. Caitlin is, uh, we've already done it. She's a real one. I'm a real one, of course. And you've already self-admitted not a real one. That's a good point, yeah. You know? I think we've come far enough from the days of when you used to just get a phone call at the bar telling you that it was a boy or a girl. And then you just kind (laughs) of get in a taxi and get over there whenever you feel like it. I mean, I I was there for all of the important parts, and now everybody's going to sleep. You know, why can't I not just drive 10 minutes home and get a good night's sleep in my bed and come back in the morning. Moral support. 
I'm committed for the next, you know, 18 to 25 years, however long it takes to get this kid out of the house. I'm going to help with everything, but I, I, no need for me to sleep on a hospital bed tonight, which isn't even long enough for me. And I'm not even tall. (laughs) I mean, as long as, as long as the wife's good with it, I think you're good. It might've been her idea. She might've been. I could see thinking, that you're going to be more of a hassle than anything. If you don't get more than two hours of sleep, I would rather have you just go home, sleep, come back. That's fair. They don't need me for this. <laughs> the nurses are coming around every 10 minutes. Like Tony says, we're all, there's everybody's experienced and, and knowledgeable about what they're doing. That's I'm not going to be very helpful. It's, it's in solidarity. You know, she just had your kid, you know, the least no, you there, can do. I was there for all that. Uh, why? I mean, we don't both need to go on no sleep. <laughs> this is going to be an unpopular opinion, I feel like. Yes. yes. And I will make this yes. a clip. Yes. Oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> hey, when I, Caitlin, when I saw you today at Hellas Hall, did you, were you part of the Jalen Johnson media scrum? I was. Mm-hmm. Did, were you there at the beginning when he held up his Jordan shoe to quiz everyone on if they knew which model it was. Yes, and I guess fourteen only because I read Did the you? Roman numerals. I okay, mm-hmm. you say that in hindsight. Tone, would you have known this one? I'll hold it up the picture for you. Would you have known this yes. offhand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? Yes. I didn't. I didn't know it offhand, but like he kept moving it around, and everyone was quiet. And then I heard you your your comment, Jason. And then I looked in the inside and saw the Roman numerals, and I was like, ah, fourteen. Oh, well, then you didn't know. You just can no. read Roman numerals. Exactly. Just means, yeah, you would know what to do with a... a yeah. Why do you have that clock. skill, Caitlin? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know Roman numerals. Tony, do you not know Roman numerals? No. How do you, how do you know what Super Bowl we're on? Yeah, yeah whatever they, whatever the broadcaster say it is. <laughs> well, my, my comment, he held this up. It was a crowd of people around... Jalen Johnson, the very good Bears cornerback, and he held up this shoe and he said, before we start, somebody's got to tell me which Jordan this is. And when you said you heard my comment, my comment was, I didn't know what number it was, but I knew it was from 1998. I knew it was the shoe that he wore during that season, during his last Bulls season. Um, And I think that should count as partial credit. I know it's not right. I know that is not the correct answer. But I think it was a correct answer to say 98. Was Herb Howard not there? No, Herb was not there. We know what you're getting okay. at, Tony. We know what you're getting at here. He's always getting at that. Okay, but here, here's, why, here's one reason. One reason why, not the only reason, but one reason why I don't know those shoes by numbers is I didn't have those shoes when I was a kid. I didn't you dream have, about having them, though? I I did, especially as I got older, especially into those those shoes like the one he was showing today, like those last mm-hmm. three years probably was prime teenage years for me. Mm-hmm. But my parents were not, those were, Jordans were $100 at the time, right around that, which, which in hindsight doesn't sound like a lot. No. But that was a lot for shoes mm-hmm. in the mid 90s. And my parents put a $50 cap on our shoes. Which again sounds crazy. What Ooh. shoe could you even? What decent shoe could you even get for fifty dollars right now? If you want to get one of the big oh. name ones, I mean, yeah. you can. You, I'm sure you can find something like that at Target or Walmart. Or it, did they still pay less? I'm I sure. That, I'm sure you can find. <laughs> I'm sure you can find stuff like that. But 
my parents put a $50 cap on it and I would have had to have come up with the rest of the money to get to that. And I think even then my mom said, no, my mom said that is a ridiculous amount of money to spend on shoes. Again, doesn't sound like a lot now, but at the time, a hundred dollars was a lot. What was it like for you guys? So I only, my point is I only knew the Jordan shoes from television. I only knew, oh, this is what he wore in the 72 and 10 season. This is what he wore in the last season. That's the only thing I would have known them from. Tone, did you have them when you were a kid? Or what, how did your pan- parents handle buying you shoes? Um, so my shoe story, like my grandparents bought a lot of our early shoes. And they would give us Jordans uh, when we were younger. Um, so they set a precedent that my parents couldn't keep up with. Uh, when my parents started buying shoes after that, uh, and it was like pulling teeth to get the Jordans if if we do got them, and then eventually we didn't get them. And I don't know if you remember the brand Starberry. Yes, uh, it was like the twelve dollars shoes. So we had those during the prime that like of recognition from you, Caitlin, or no? Do you remember no. the Starberry shoes? No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. So it it was Stephon Marbury. He wanted to develop a shoe that was affordable for everybody. So they were like twelve bucks each or something like that. Uh, and it, it was a solid built shoe. Um, it wasn't a terrible shoe, but you know, you know how things are. People, oh, you know, you, you're the poor kid because you got these these shoes. Uh, and my parents decided to make that transition to those shoes at the single most prominent point of a young person's life, which is high school. Oh, uh, and you know, you got to build up uh, tough skin. You know, if you're gonna go through that phase uh, with uh, with with the, the 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 poor household shoe. Which, you know, now as an adult, I appreciate. Uh, I was able to grow and, and learn the value of things because of that. So I appreciate that phase. But uh, and then once I got a job, it was back to, you know, where those Jordans at, you know, mm-hmm. but when when the boy started making a little money, you know, I had to go back to it. So, yeah, yeah. I've always been a fan of shoes and you always knew the numbers of the Jordans because you always want to know which ones were your favorite. How would you rank them? Uh, stuff that stuff of that nature. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Jordan. I, I'm not a fan of the later ones. Like after 14, uh, after, yeah, after 14, they start to like, eh, you know, wave. I do 14 and under are, are my favorites. I pick from those sections. Uh, after that, they just starting to look kind of whack. And then all the Jordan brand representative shoes are terrible. Russ and Zion, they're all bad. I don't know who they need to raise up Tinker Hatfield or something and and let him design it because all now they're, they're all terrible, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my shoe story. That's that what you just blasted is exactly what I'm wearing right now. So these are, these are the only, these are the only pair of shoes I've ever had with the Michael Jordan logo on it. I know that they're not Jordans is these Westbrook shoes. Oh, that you just, that you just destroyed. Sorry, Jay. That's okay. (laughs) What about you, Caitlin? You were a basketball player, so you probably really wanted basketball shoes. I did, but I feel like... The Butcher? The Butcher. (laughs) The Butcher did not wear Jordans. I did wear, like, Nikes. Um, I've always worn Nikes because they run more narrow for Mm -hmm. my foot, and I feel like that's the only shoe I've ever worn, and it's the only shoe I continue to wear. Um, But I think I was just, like, young growing up, where I grew up, and in the environment I grew up, I'm like, no one really knew what Jordans... We weren't really paying attention. We weren't really paying attention. And Michael Jordan? No, well, you're we talking. 
You're talking we, rural Wisconsin, aren't you? Yes, we're talking yeah. middle of uh, nowhere, drive your tractor to school, Wisconsin. Of this course, is hunting and fishing yeah, country. Of Tom. course, we yeah. Carhartt everything. Of course, we mm. knew Car- Carhartt was jo- is Jordan in that part in that area. <laughs> Carhartt, what is Carhartt? You guys got those new Carharts? Tony doesn't know what Carhartt is. They're uh, basically work clothes, aren't they? Yeah, it's like farm work clothes, but now they're like, like you know, fashionable ones. It is. It is stylish mm-hmm, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you. I'm surprised you didn't know what it was, Tone. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so there. It wasn't a big like. I wasn't wearing them, especially like in the early '90s. I wasn't even playing basketball yet. So, um, I now, <laughs> now I have the toxic trait of like I didn't have any of these. Uh, shoes when I was a kid, so now I see a drawer. Yes, like, yep, yes. I'm on that sneakers app all the time. Like, I'll take those. I'll take those. What am I going to wear with these? I don't know. I'll take those. <laughs> and it's I'm a part of the brand, yeah. right? Like I see yeah. Kayla on Instagram, right? Yep. You know, in her uh, when she's out covering games and stuff like that with the fit and the sneakers are dope. Like it's a and whole I, thing. And I'm happy that fashion, like like work fashion for especially women in sports has mm-hmm. evolved to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to wear he- high heels mm-hmm. or heels at a game. Yep. Like, cause it never really made sense in the first place. Nope. And now like, I feel like so many women in sports have embraced, like, as long as my, my kicks are like mm-hmm. fresh, I'm good. And I, I figure out how to wear them with like certain dresses so that, yeah, it's a lot of walking from the parking lot to the stadium, yep. to the press box to back. Like it's a lot of walking to do that in a uh, heels. So I'm all about the Jordans now, but I you don't, them. You don't look like someone who is just thrown on their running shoes so they don't have to wear heels. You're you're very very stylish. You are one of the most stylish people I know. Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. no, I think you a are. lot about it. I think a lot about it. I'm usually always meticulously looking at um, the players' fashion sense as well. I like mm-hmm. to see. I know they're on a different uh, scale budget than I am <laughs> a lot of times, but I like pay very close attention to what they're wearing. And I'm like, Hmm, that's cool. And then when I get, if they compliment me, then I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. If Jalen Johnson tells me like, I like the shoes. The millionaires think you're you're looking stylish. And I'm doing it on an eighth of the budget. So is that a, is that a connecting point for you guys with the athletes that you cover is because so much of sports culture is sneaker culture Mm -hmm. um, and music. So like in, connecting with these athletes in other ways than just the on-court, on-field stuff? Like, how important is that for you guys, Jason and Caitlin, to kind of make those efforts to show, like, hey, we're connecting, We, I'm trying to understand you as an individual, not just by what you do, but as who you are. And it's, it, it, according to that example of what Jalen was doing before his press conference, like, it matters to these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it, it humanizes. I mean, and it, it's a reminder to me that we cover people and not just, you know, number mm-hmm. one or number 33 or we cover like and it's a really good building block, I think, to to share like, oh, those are really sweet or this is cool or who, wh- what's that jacket from? Because I like have such an interest in fashion, even the jewelry they wear. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like where what's it tell me about this, this chain or this piece <laughs> or this? And I'm like. Like, I love it. I love it. Or hear what they're listening to pregame and, you know, music, what they, it just gives you a, a sense of more understanding of who they are. And I think mm. they, 
as much as they don't want to open up at times, I think it's opening up in that situation and like giving people a peek into inside their, their world and their head. That's not just, it's just not a bunch of X's and O's in a playbook running around in their head. So um, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love those kind of questions. I'd rather ask that sometimes than, you know, why they're, why they're running a jet sweep on third and <laughs> Especially in week 17. <laughs> yes. You have any of this in your packages where you, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really connect over that because I I just can't be phony with people. I That's just, fair. Like mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. do it. And I don't live in that world of their level of fashion and their level of what they pay for shoes. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other things, you know, there's food is something i think that you can connect with these mm-hmm. guys over there there's a bears player uh demarcus walker the mm-hmm. defensive end who has a food truck that does wings and i was all there for mm-hmm. talking to him about what's what spices did you put in the like what makes this taste this way because that's a world that i understand very well travel things like that those are all those are all things I can connect with those guys on. I'm I can't connect with them about stuff I can't afford really though. <laughs> I was I was laughing, Caitlin. I was smiling when you were talking about wanting to buy all these shoes that you didn't have when you were a kid. Yes. Because I feel like I'm doing a very small time version of that. <laughs> because as a kid, I couldn't afford mm-hmm. Jordans. And now as an adult, it would be it would feel very irresponsible to me <laughs> to do that. But I can I do feel like my parents had that $50 cap on our shoes. I do feel when I, I go to the Nike outlet store and pick out a cool pair of Durant's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I take those home. I'm like, that's right, mom. Yeah. These were more than 50 bucks. You know, you know, you know, they were you know what 70. Else? They were Jason, 70. Take that mom. Here's, 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 here's one that I think me anymore. that mean you connect Jason, uh, cereal. Now as an adult, I yes. can get any cereal that I want yeah. now. And yeah. nobody can stop me. And I can have all the yeah. sugary cere- right. cereals mm-hmm. that I can have. You can't tell me that's got too much sugar in it, mom. Like mm-hmm. the diabetes mm-hmm. doctor will tell me that. Mm-hmm. Later, later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I, it, my, as much as I like have loved fashion and it's evolved, I feel like for me in the last, especially last five years, my mother has taken notice because she's like, how much is that code? Is that a rental or do you own that? <laughs> Is that a rental? <laughs> because yeah, I use rent the runway for a lot of my clothes. Oh, I would okay. never be able to afford them. So she's always sometimes I'm like, if I don't really want her to know I own them, I'm like, it's a rental. It's a rental. <laughs> it's not a rental. She won't see this. It's fine. I can I can air that out. I mean, it's not, like, it's not it's not it's not technically a lie. You could possibly take it back. Right. Therefore making it a it. rental. Right. But what? I'm like, mm. so those are the things I feel like as an adult now. I'm like, my mom would kill me if she knew how much this jacket was. But she's not going to yeah. know. That's kind of a subtle jab at us saying that your mom won't hear this. You don't know if your mom listens. We have a very my strong mom. My mom cannot navigate the Internet very well. <laughs> this is ideal. Straight Google to like just to find out, like instead of like getting a Twitter account or an Instagram account, she just mm-hmm. goes Facebook. She'll just go straight to Google and just type in my name that day. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> we have a pretty solid older following of this podcast that's good that's good my mom is just she's how do you you don't know that what russ's dad your mom that's a good age still parents. Two people, <laughs> two people whose children are on this show 
But this is ideal. If Caitlin thinks no one's ever going to hear this, then she'll probably be very loose. No, and no I just said my mother would be great. Consequence free, just like Tony. My mom's like, what's a podcast, honestly? So, okay. <laughs> well, l- let's start this podcast that Caitlin Sharkey's mother will never hear. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. <laughs> I'm Jason Leisure, your host. And Russ Dorsey is out this week, but we have brought back friend of the show, mm-hmm. WGN Chicago's Caitlin Sharkey. Thanks, guys. I'm so thrilled to be back. I'm, we are I'm really glad to have you back. You have been on a couple of times. You were in guest co-hosting once, and you've been fantastic every time. We've gotten great mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're funny. You're interesting. You're an excellent addition to our show, and we're really glad to have you. And we're glad to have you toughing it out. I mean, this is we're talking about Jordans. This is the Caitlin Sharkey flu game right here. I, yep. I'm, yeah, no joke. Hopefully you don't have the, the flu. She's got I'm something. I'm hoping it's not the flu, but I'm starting to be concerned. So <laughs> what is the, if I'm, like, losing the, layers, it's just the fe- it's a fever. <laughs> it's a fever, and I'm getting warm. So we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We, not, like, actual layers, but, like, you know, it's fine. We also have, and uh, you're welcome for this, Caitlin. We have the littest producer in the game, Tony Gill. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Now me. Caitlin, do you have a flu game? Do you have a time? It doesn't have to be this job, but any job that maybe <laughs> when you were a kid and you just like couldn't afford not to have that day's money, that day's pay oh, or something. Yeah. Like, do you have a? What is the worst thing you have gutted out to not miss work? Man, I mean, I've gutted out some games back. Like, if it was like a Packers playoff game and I was getting sick, I was like, "Well, I, I have to, I have to go. I can't, I can't not go." And now, I mean, I feel like we've we've approached illness differently as a civilization. Um, so not as I, tough, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, oh yeah, like you're like sweating on air, lose your voice, and you're like, "I don't." That's the problem. Like. If you're not feeling well, if you feel like you look sick, it just, it'll mess me up for the whole day. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be on TV today. I look terrible because yeah. I just feel terrible, right? Your you're head self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, you're like very self-conscious and you're like, I feel clammy and gross. Um, so here I am with you guys. Good thing I've had some like times. A over the camera. <laughs> you look, you look perfectly fine. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I would not have known you were sick. Mm-hmm. I've had some times where. I have felt really sick. And this is, again, like you were saying, this is before everyone was hypervigilant mm-hmm. like they are now. But I've had some times where I was sick and I was going on assignment to cover an NBA game or an NFL game or something. And it was like, just get me on the plane and we'll we'll see how things are going once I get there. We'll see how things are going in the morning. And, uh, there, yeah, that's – Dicey when you're mm-hmm. I remember one time in particular when I was covering the NBA and you, when you're on the road that much for a job like that, if you cover NBA, hockey, baseball, I'm sure there's some other ones. Football is not a job like that where you're just on the road constantly. But those jobs are things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to the doctor or get a haircut or uh, I think I got my passport renewed once while I was on the road. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. I'm just going to do this when I'm in San Antonio or whatever. But I remember one time I was sick after covering a game in New York and I was just laying on the floor in the hotel room, not sure if I was going to be able to just even make it to the airport to, to be able to fly home. And fortunately there was not a lot of people. I did make it eventually. And there was not a lot of people on the plane and I was able to lay across three seats and just, you know, wake me up when we get there. But I don't think I would do that now. No, 
now and now I've learned the hard way. Like this one time that this season I went, I got on the plane and my head was all stuffed up. And then mm-hmm. my ear was plugged for like two weeks after I got off the plane. Mm-hmm. And that was miserable. It had like this really sharp pain. And I'm like, went to the doctor when I got back to Chicago and she's like, yeah, you suffered some ear trauma because you flew with a head cold. I'm like, well, I didn't really have an option, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, so the ear trauma it is. So you can't drive I'm, to Seattle. Exactly. I'm or like, wherever. Well, yeah. So, but we're, at least there's medicine now to like negate some of the symptoms. I've had I the, usually go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, I have the, I've had the worst sickness you can have in this business ever. What's that? Laryngitis or diarrhea? I'm so afraid you, of what Can you imagine trying to produce a live show when you have to go to the bathroom every two minutes? No. It, it would be very it's scary the to worst. laugh. It's the worst. I have to set up breaks. I have to set up reads. I, I mean, especially when it's just one host and he's looking back at you and it's like, hey, dog, you're going to have to carry this till I get back. <laughs> Because your boy is having some issues. Oh, <laughs> that it was the well, worst thing ever to, to have on a job. And I assume like, it, it, if you guys had that, like covering a team, like you're oh, not, not getting not, any I'm quotes. I'm not going. I'm not going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving not getting... <laughs> home, Tony. <laughs> so, yeah. Team, I mean, no, zero risks. If, yeah. If, and at that time, I was part time. So if I didn't go to work, I didn't get paid. So I was like, all right, I got to push through this. It's got to happen, and you know, for the first at least two hours of, of my shift working on a show, producing on a board where thing anything could happen, I had to leave the board unattended for like 10 15 minutes at a time. That's terrifying. That, that was a job you liked and you needed, but when you worked at the law firm, I'm guessing the, the threshold for calling in sick was very low. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing the first sniffle you're calling in. If sick. I woke up too tired, hey, I'm not coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> that's your illness too tired every, out. Not every day today. was was a was a like uh, I, my alarm would go off and i would be like do i want to go in today <laughs> and eventually i would get up and not because like i mean i needed the money it wasn't that much but it got me over but i was like i, I hate this like i don't want to get up at at 6 30 like why who does this most normal adults do. I know. Uh, I, don't. I don't. I don't. But most that most people's jobs are are that way that they do. I know. I hate it. So I would hate it. I don't know if I could do it. I've never had to do it. I've never had a job where I had to be up early like that as a as an adult. I had summer jobs where I had to be up even That's earlier. Terrible. Than that, <laughs> I agree, don't. Uh, our show is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. Just use our promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sports. Jason, none of my bets are working now. You can't fade the Bears and you can't fade the Bulls anymore. Oh, mm. oh you're making bet. What that's called is you're making bets. Uh, bad bets. I thought you were telling me there was like a glitch with the MGM app or something. No, 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 no. Wait, my bet you're picking the work. It worked for the last two years. Fade the okay. Bears. That doesn't. That fade doesn't the Bulls. That, that doesn't mean that the app is broken. It means your bets no. are losing. That's no, that, that the apps are the the app is working perfectly fine. It's User just error. <laughs> my yeah. bets aren't working anymore. 
you like to make money off of the Chicago teams losing because yeah. maybe that offsets some of your pain and frustration. Mm-hmm. And now the Bulls are winning mm-hmm. and the Bears are sort of sometimes winning. Mm-hmm. So now what? I don't know. You gonna start I betting hockey? I might have to start because they're still terrible. Uh, the White Sox are going to be terrible, so mm-hmm. I can just fade the Sox. You know, Cubs. I don't know. I gotta see. But yeah, for the majority of my betting life, if I fade the Chicago teams by the year's end, I would have made a profit. Yeah, if you're always betting against the success of the Chicago teams, eventually over time, probably come out okay. You went to one hockey game in your life, isn't that right? Yes, sir. I think Evan Moore came on and told us the story of the the one time, the only time that Tony has gone to a hockey game, Caitlin. And Evan Moore is a hockey author. He wrote a book about hockey. He is a hockey enthusiast expert. And he's telling Tony that Jonathan Taves plays center. And Tony goes, oh, like Shaq? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a fair question. You don't know hockey. You didn't grow up around hockey. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a fair question, Tom. I'm with you. Yeah, like they're forwards. I was like, ah, oh, like LeBron. What? You can't just take the names and then like use it in other places and that ain't mean different things. Like, what's going on? Goalie, like in soccer. Yeah, actually, that one's right. Yes, <laughs> that, yeah, that one works. That one. But it's centers and forwards. Very analogous. You name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's like, fine. I know what centers are and I know what forwards are, and they don't look like that or have the same responsibilities in hockey. Yeah, and there's no ball, and the floor is made of ice. Isn't that weird, Tom? <laughs> and they're yeah. on skates. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to BetMGM, Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Yeah. You can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and when this comes out, it's going to be December 29th, so you still have the weekend to take advantage of their buy one, get one half off. Uh, that is for the entire month of December. Get yourself some good 100% eucalyptus sheets. Uh, they've got the the eucalyptus cotton hybrid, the flannel, uh, throw blanket, duvet, pillow, mattress. They got all kinds of stuff over there. Take advantage of the buy one, get one half off sale at Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Caitlin, I think, uh, I believe you're a uh, Sheets and Giggles believer now, huh? They're on my bed as we speak. I cannot yes. wait to get on those eucalyptus sheets tonight. <laughs> They're amazing. Right. I love them. I love them. Okay. I love them. Have you ever had you ever gotten like really good quality sheets before? Because I thought that I had at Target and it turns out no. Only I, thanks I to my mom. Only thanks to my mom. Okay. I had never bought them for myself. But it is a game changer. We spent a lot of time in there. Mm-hmm. If you're getting if you're getting the recommended, you know, sleep number every night, that's a lot of our day that we spend on our sheets. So I'm a big your, fan. Your side side sleeper. Mm, I'm reckless. I'm all over that. Wow. I'm, over <laughs> that. I'm a reckless sleeper. Some people are a restless sleeper. Kaylin I'm Sharkey reckless. Is I'm thrashing. Yeah. I'm thrashing. Jeez. I have a California king too, so um, <laughs> there's plenty of room to just wreak havoc in there. Just all by myself. Do you need a sleep study? Do they need to oh need a sleep app or I, something? I used, to, I used to do the sleep app, and I'm like. That freaked me out. I'm it like, sounds like you need a sleep study, but not for your benefit, just for science to, <laughs> yeah, to study. Like, there? what is happening here? Thrashing? I've never heard okay. anyone describe their sleep as thrashing. You know, like you like quick wake up and turn to the other side and you're uncomfortable and you're turning to the other side. Like, that's what I picture like thrashing. It's like a shark that got caught. is like, you know, writhing around on the boat. Yeah, basically how I, that's how I sleep. <laughs> 
So that's an inside peek at my world. <laughs> I saw Caitlin at uh, Bulls Media Day. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw you in the wild. It's always mm-hmm. fun to see people that you've never seen, like, yeah. outside of a, a computer screen. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sneak into some of those things. Like, mm-hmm. all the time, I feel like I don't belong here. I'm not a journalist. Yeah, do. Why did they let me in, in here? You they do your own him. part. Yeah. Everybody has their, mm-hmm. their thing. I like it. There, is, there has been there. a there has been a lot of that for me too, though. Um, I think part of it was the pandemic, but part of it was even before the pandemic, before everything was on Zoom and all that. I think just with social media, mm-hmm. there's people you see and you maybe even interact with, retweet, reply to their tweet. And then certainly with Zoom, it's like you. there's all these people you feel like you know, but you've never actually met them in person. Mm-hmm. Like you'd been on here a couple of times with Tony before you mm-hmm. actually met him then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In real life. That's exciting to meet somebody in real life. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it happens now in today's media, right? You get an email or a Twitter DM or a now LinkedIn yeah. message on, hey, would you mind coming on my show or my podcast? Or uh, <laughs> right. can I get a quote from you about this? And then that's how like these modern connections are, are, are made. Can I say like the, the business is very small? Like it is, it mm-hmm. is like you're within reach of, or somebody knows something about you, either about your work ethic or, mm-hmm. you know, something mean that you said or whatever. So <laughs> like, it's always good just to be just a good person overall. So you don't make anybody mad and like bad things can be spread around you. I agree. It's great advice. I, is the advice to be pretend nice? Is that what? No. Okay. No, it, it, it would help to just, for you to be a nice person like that. Okay. That, that would be good as well. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> All right. I want to I want to uh, talk about Jair Alexander. Oh God. <laughs> oh, what do you do? <laughs> oh, that's perfect that you don't know. Yeah. Caitlin, oh. I can tell by her reaction, does know. Jair, oh, yeah. Jair Alexander, I like him. He's a character. I like him because he's an awesome player, and I usually like the antagonists, which he's up there. Oh, he's, yeah. He's high on the list of it. I feel like he's not necessarily going to punch somebody. No. He's not that kind of antagonist, but he is definitely going to try to bait you into punching him, we'll say. Um, so this is a great story, Tony. I'll, I'll take you through it so that you are caught up on this. So he's the star cornerback for Green Bay. They're playing Carolina a, cu- a couple days ago, the worst team in the league, and in Carolina. And they send out, the teams send out their captains for the coin toss. Jair Alexander is not a captain, for this game at least. But he names himself a captain at the last minute and runs out there with the rest of the captains. And he said later it's because uh, the coach didn't know, Lafleur didn't know that he was from Charlotte. So he should have made him a captain. And Jair just took care of that for him. Don't worry about it. I'll name myself captain, which I think is a great move. (laughs) It sounds like something you would do, Tony. Just name yourself a team captain right before a game. Hey, you know, yeah, that's how how they're doing. I'm not seeing any issue here. (laughs) Okay, I'm the captain now, he says. Mm -hmm. He runs out for the coin toss and they win the toss. He says, we want to be on defense. 
mm-hmm. which in which is what they did want. It's what Lafleur did want, but mm-hmm. you can't say it like that. What? And and the NFL should probably mm-hmm. just fix this, right? But it is a technicality. It is a rule. The only things you can choose are kick, receive, or defer. And what you're wanting is, in his case, is the word defer. It means we will defer our choice to the second half of whether we want to kick or receive. Then what does kick that mean? Make sense? Kick, uh, kick means that you are... You also defer. Which No. Kick means you are making a choice, and your choice is to kick off. So then you don't... So that means the other team will get, a cho- get to decide whether they want to kick or receive to start the second half. That's goofy, but do you follow it? No. Okay. <laughs> Your choices are kick off or receive. Or you can defer your choice to the second half. See, you would have made the same mistake, I think. Does that make sense? Def- so you're saying... The choice is kick or receive. Or you can say, we would like to choose to start the second half instead. Mm-hmm. Carolina can choose to start the game. Wait, so... So defer is what you want if what you want is to have the ball to start the second half. You are deferring your choice of kick or receive till after halftime. So who makes the choice means, then? Huh? Who makes the choice then? Whoever wins the toss. Whoever is a captain for the team that wins Wait, the toss. Wait, so you got to... <laughs> Do you make the choice before the, the toss? No, you no. do it after you've won the toss. Okay, you won whoever, the toss. And it's like, do you want to kick toss. or or receive? They, they say, do you want to kick or receive, or you can defer your preference. Uh, you can defer your choice to the second half. So you're saying half. I get to pick if I want to kick or receive in the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah, your first your first choice is basically... Do I want to pick, kick, or receive, or do I want to be the team that chooses that coming out of halftime? That's technically how it works. So the so, team well, that you are kicks a, if you, in the fir- in the very first kickoff, I automatically assumed if you kick the first kick, you automatically get the ball in the second half. It should work like that. I get we're getting way too bogged down in this. What it comes down to is technically, it, if that's what you want to do. You have to say the word defer. That's how this works. That's stupid. It's kick or receive. It is, and then it is you kick, then you get the ball in the mm-hmm. second half. It I is, agree. It, it is stupid. The NFL should fix it. But the players in the league know this. And the reason I know that they know it is because there have been snafus with coin tosses before. And coaches will take no chances with this. Mm-hmm. And look, Matt LaFleur said we talk about this with the guys that are supposed to go out there for the coin toss. I'm going to coach this case, out there. Which in this case would not include Jair Alexander. But what happened was... The ref, instead of just going along with that and saying, okay, you've chosen to kick, and now Carolina gets to choose what they want to do coming out of halftime, which essentially would mean Carolina would get the ball to start the first half and the second half tone. That's possible? Regardless, Mm -hmm. yes. Regardless of getting caught up in the technicalities of the exact language and everything, you can understand that that's a big deal. That's stupid. That would be a a huge problem if you allowed that to happen. The reason that the ref didn't just go ahead with what Jair Alexander said was because – LaFleur had talked to the ref before the game, like he always does, and said, hey, if we win the toss, this is what I want. If somehow that gets confused, like, please, this is what I want. I want to. Or if my cornerback goes rogue. (laughs) I don't think he saw that coming. So basically, Jair Alexander ran out 
and did his own thing for the coin toss and nearly cost them a possession in a game that they barely won. They barely squeaked by barely. the worst team in the league. And then after the game, his comments were seemed to show no grasp of that. He didn't seem to understand how close he had come to costing them a possession. He didn't seem particularly concerned with it. And Wednesday, a few days later, the team suspended him for one game for conduct detrimental to the team. And LaFleur said it wasn't just that. It's never just one thing. But if you know Jair, you could definitely see it could be multiple things. And this was just like the icing on the cake. And they were like, all right, enough is enough. You got to take a seat for one game. I don't know how upset they can be about him being a wild card when they encourage that as well. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of his game to be a little bit out there, a little mm-hmm. bit unpredictable. But sitting him out for suspending him for a game is a pretty big deal because it is just one game. But aren't they playing the Vikings in that Justin game? Justin Jefferson. Yep. They're playing with the best receiver in the mm-hmm. league or one of the best receivers in the league. And it's a game they need for the playoff race. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big consequence. That's, you know, they must, it must have really gotten to a point where they felt like this, we, they have to do this for the long term. Even if I it guess. cost them something on Sunday. It might not, not cost hasn't them even been on the field that much this season. That's the part that is also like, he's been hurt a lot. He's been active a lot of weeks for Green Bay. So. He's back, he's healthy, and then now he's suspended. And you really need him, like you said, Jason, because yeah, of who they're playing. That wasn't that bad. Like, come on, what are we doing out here? But you, well, you, you the factors. ending result was you you got what you wanted, right? Like, this is his hometown. He loves, he wants to represent his hometown. He's got family probably there. He like, hey guys, like, you know, I'm an honorary captain this week. Like I think they're like, maybe you could have talked to coach before. <laughs> <laughs> right before they ran out for the coin toss maybe even like hey coach i don't know if you remember but like this is my home do you mind if i like you can't just like run out there and crash a coin toss yeah i think like tony we're getting really caught up in the technicalities here of the language of the exact words you have to use but the this the bottom line is he named himself a captain for the coin toss and ran out there and ruined the coin toss oh did he though <laughs> It's very reckless. He would have if the ref, if the ref had wanted. Had. If the ref had wanted to enforce the rules by the book mm-hmm. and didn't wasn't didn't give him a little bit of grace and say, "Is this what you mean?" Then he would have messed up the coin toss. All right. So here's how I see it. Okay. If all right, these are all grown adults, right? But yes. the team, the coach is headed by the is he's the leader. The coach, the head coach, is the leader of the team. He's in charge. He's, in charge so don't take this example like literal so in, the, in this dynamic right, right he's parent and he's part of the family jair is a child if the child acts out we don't blame the child we blame the parent like what is the relationship like between jair and his head coach matt lafleur where he didn't feel comfortable to say hey this is sentimental to me this is my hometown I would like to be there that he decided to do this. That's why I look at it. I don't I'm think like, we should be looking at Matt like LaFleur that. a little bit closer instead of just saying, oh, this is this rogue quarterback 
and in, in the position where you need to have the most confidence and the most braggadocious ever, let's suspend him and get him out the way. Why isn't the coach developing the relationship that he feels comfortable enough to go to him? That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing I don't that think, I don't think it's a lack of comfort with Matt LaFleur. I think it's just Jair being Jair. He is just you, to the point where you don't, you don't know what this man's going to be wearing at his locker. You don't know what he's going to say. You don't know. Literally, you don't know what he's going to do during games. That's part of his. That's part of his whole on the field. I don't think he was like you know couldn't go to Matt Matt Lafleur. I bet you he really thought in his head, coach forgot. Easy fix. Here Mm -hmm. I go. Like that's literally what he was thinking. Like coach forgot. As they as people were walking out for the coin Mm -hmm. toss, he probably had that thought, and not a moment not before. before. Mm -hmm. Not on the plane. Not on Wednesday. Yeah. No. So, hey, Coach, I forgot to mention, you know, <laughs> this had happened where I used to live here. I was born here. So it would, it was too much to me to go to you and ask you. So I just went out there. You know, they always say, you know, ask, you know, well, apologize, you know, mm-hmm. before you ask permission, you, you, whatever that saying is, you, you you get me, Coach. So that's that's all it was. You know, you understand me? You know, you boys out here, you know, locking up folks, you know. No, I'm doing what I do. This, this, is, with, this is a part of the, the gig. This is a part of the Jair experience. Like, you want the product, but you don't want me. What does that say about me as a human being? <laughs> you don't care about me as a human being. You just care about my talent. What does that say to me? Hmm. I took care of the whole captain thing that you messed up, Coach. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's do some Vanderpump rules. I want to see if we can. Yeah, I have no idea what this see what... is. Well, ask a lot of questions. There's no bad questions, Tone, okay? Okay. Oh. All right, Caitlin, every, this is how I find out what's going on in the world of celebrity. I'll just let you behind the curtain here. Every Wednesday, we record this show. So every Wednesday, I go on basically TMZ and page six from the New York Post. Mm-hmm. You're, you're nodding like you're familiar with these websites. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I look for bizarre celebrity no- news to put in notes or things I need to ask Russ and Tony about to become educated on. Like, why does Lil Uzi Vert have a diamond in his face? Things like that. And I got to tell you, the, the number one clutter that gets in the way of me finding out what I need to know, this very important information, 
actually now it's Taylor Swift, but the number two piece of clutter is ev- all of this stuff about Vanderpump rules. There's always something about um, this Ariana character and this Scandaval guy, and this dominates. This is at least half of what I sort through in celebrity news. And I was looking for someone to explain this to me and what it is. I know it's a TV show. That's about all I know. I watched a trailer for it today and it was two minutes of just a ton of like people pointing at each other and (laughs) cursing and crying and kissing each other. And when I was looking for someone to explain to me what this actually is, you told me that you liked this show. I used to watch the show. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's, it's like gotta be 13, 12 years already. 10, it has years. been on, it has been on, um, since 2013. So it's been on okay. over a decade. Yeah. Okay. 2013. I did some research on it, but, uh, not the type of research that I'm doing right now where I find out what it actually is about. So there it's a Bravo reality TV show. It's like one of the Bravo, you know, like the real housewives. So it's like one of those, but they're not housewives. They're just a bunch of, um, they all work at a restaurant. Lisa Vanderpump, who is one of the housewives of Beverly Hills. This is a show just about waiters mm -hmm. and bartenders? Bartenders, they're servers and bartenders. So they all work for Lisa Vanderpump. So they're not a family? No, not at all. They're just a bunch of randoms that met each other by working at this restaurant um, in West Hollywood. So they're all like 20 somethings. They hang out together. They work together. They drink together. They all start, you know, hooking up with each other. Um, And basically like uh, Tom Sandoval is one of the main guys who was there at the very beginning. Is it Sandoval or Scandoval? Well, they call it Scandoval. It's his name is actually Tom Sandoval. No scandal, but just like to make Oh, Scandoval is a situation. That's yeah. The whole thing. Okay. All right. So Tom Sandoval. Right. Wait, the situation there? Down. Mike, hold on. Mike, the situation? No, that's a no. It's a sentence. situation, Ooh. like common noun situation, Ooh. not proper yeah. noun. Yeah, lowercase s. So then Tom Sandoval uh, starts dating Ariana. So they're together like ten years. They live together. They're they like date the, for ten years. Yes, they're like the couple. Like they've been together literally throughout the majority of the seasons. So, but they're all still friends. Again, they hang out, they go out, they party, they drink a lot together. There's always this drama. This friend doesn't like this friend, this friend, you know, typical mm. reality TV show stuff. And all the drinking probably helps that. Yes, exactly. Um, and then they work at a bar. And so then everything blew up and the whole scandal thing became huge because Tom, there was a new cast member in the last couple of years, Raquel, Rachel, they okay. call her. Um, she joined the show, joined the little friend group, started working at the restaurant. Well, it ca- they all found out that Tom was sleeping with Raquel, having an mm-hmm. affair, and she was Ariana's best friend. Tony, okay, you're welcome to have some questions, but you don't get to make fun of this. Like you, you watch every episode of. No, Love I'm, is in, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm intrigued. I watch Married at First Sight. I watch Love Is Mine. Yeah. I am here yeah. for this. So this Ariana not, and Raquel this, were best friends. This is not worse than mm-hmm. those. This is not below that tone. No. Yeah, I, I'm. This is my bag. Yeah, yeah you're so on this level, buddy. They were best friends. They find out that Tom, this whole time, not the whole time, but a large part of the time, they were. He was like dating Raquel and like sneaking <laughs> away and 
hooking up with her in the okay. house that Ariana and Tom live together. Whoa. Oh yes. Next level boy. shady, just really bad stuff. So during this 10 year dating period, he was cheating on her. Yes. And I'm shocked. Ariana oh, found boy. out and that's when Scandaval like hit, you know, everything okay. became really big. So, so Scandaval refers to that Tom whole situation. cheated mm-hmm. on Ariana. What's the, on Ariana with Raquel. Who now has a million endorsements. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Raquel she, does? No, Ariana. Ariana. Ariana the lady uh, that got cheated on. Mistress? Yeah, her glow lady up. that got cheated on has mm-hmm. had her oh, okay. moment. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. She's, She's still, a hero? I, She's kind she, of like everyone's yes, behind they, her? They dragged Raquel. Like, okay. did like really, really bad. She really got it. They um, always seem like they're mad at Tom, too. Well, yes, they're all they all think Tom is scum. So, and okay. then that's created a divide. Is there a, group a guy well. that's mad at Tom? Because there's another Tom. There's, there's a Tom two Tom Schwartz. There's oh Tom gosh. Schwartz. Yeah, there's a whole cast of people. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much Vanderpump Rules. And now this this series, they, I mean, it's to the point it's been on so long. Like now, some of them have kids and they've gotten okay. married. And but the Tom and Ariana thing is the biggest scandal to happen to the show. And maybe Bravo TV because it was just like best friend. And like they were just shamelessly hooking up, like <laughs> just like doing it everywhere. So okay. they had like matching necklaces and everything with each other. That was like oh, right they in were, like, front of uh, yeah, um, and like Ariana? Raquel. Raquel was talking to Ariana about like you know her and Tom's sex life, and then like Raquel's pretending to be like like oh why why are things bad with you guys? Pretending that she's not you know doing what she's doing so. That's my my mm, Cliff Notes version. Okay. Fun fact, though, Sheena, who is a main uh, character in the show as well, Sheena and I ran into each other in New York when I turned 24, 25, and I spent the whole night running around drinking Irish whis- whiskey with Sheena and her mom on my birthday. Ooh, <laughs> so, okay. we, yeah. It's good. That's, that's you met one of your heroes home. that day. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for you. Why did you? Why are you into that show versus? Or do you watch all these shows? I don't watch it. By anymore. all these shows, I don't even know if I could list them. I'm kind of just thinking. I don't of watch like any of this. Stuff. Real Housewives and the Kardashians, maybe as these types of shows. Never watch the Kardashians. I mean, I I'm in. I am aware of pop culture. I think mm-hmm. I think it's fun. I think it's entertaining. But I don't watch the Kardashians. I don't watch any reality TV. I've never watched The Bachelor, Bachelorette, none of this. The Golden Bachelor. None of it. Mm-mm. Like, Love Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise. She didn't watch The Bachelor. Why would she want to watch that one? Because why would, it was so... Why, are, why is it like, well, you got to watch The Golden Bachelor. That's the one yeah. where they're older. Because like. it felt more realer because, you know, they have less time, so they actually have to Gosh. fall in love. Oh, so. my, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? They can't be playing around like these young yeah. kids do on reality it's TV peak, just to get yeah. famous? They got to try to find love. It's, I it's think that's my drama. issue with, like, Love is Blind and all that stuff or, like, the ultimatum. I, I can't stand. It'll be like... Here's John, who's 24 and hasn't found love. Like John, you're 24. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's it drives true. me insane. That's like, true. What? John hasn't found love yet because he's a 24 year old man. I, you know, yeah. his brain hasn't fully developed yet. So Sarah is a 29 year old spinster. Yeah. It's like, and it, or the ultimatum, like marry or move on, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm giving my boyfriend an ultimatum because we've been together two years and we're 22, and it's like what? 
Uh, yeah, I don't like the, I don't like the ultimatum <laughs> because then they swap partners and I'm like, what yeah. is going on here? This is uh, a bit weird. out of my uh, range here. But yeah. Love Is Blind and Married at First Sight are are my bag. So it seems like Amanda. My mom Pumper loves was, Married at First Sight. So uh, I uh, Jason Golf's wife Pia is a therapist on Married at First Sight. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep, yep, yep. She's one of the main characters on uh, on the show. Wow. It's a good show. It's solid. I like it. All right. Tone would not stop about Love is Blind. Because it's fire. So That's... I watched. It is pretty good. I watched the season that was in Chicago. I think it mm-hmm. might have been season two of that show. We tried to get Russ on. He didn't want to participate. Russ had no interest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, rightfully. And I, I hated every minute of watching that show, but I watched all of it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like it's it is a lot of hate watching. Mm-hmm. It's, so... it's like watching a fire. It's like you, you can't and you just keep know yourself from watching. You know, they're going to like when the big reveals come in. I like I would get so bored. I would just fast forward. Fast forward. Just, yeah, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. Uh, and just how they edit the show. I think, too, mm-hmm. it's like you. I don't know, working in television, you just have such a, like a, you watch TV in a way you're like, Man, they really edited the crap out of that. Like mm-hmm. they just, they just take all the, took all the words and put them together. And they yeah. were like the cup, the, they have the same yep. cups, no matter where they are. Excellent editing choice that they can mm-hmm. splice in anything they want and yep. not disturb the viewership of anything that's going on. They can literally put a sentence together and you, we will have, except for the expert eye of people that actually do television mm-hmm. wouldn't even know because like, like the reaction shots you're like yes. they could be reacting to something anything totally right. <laughs> so it's horrible it's horrible but we Caitlin, love would it. you love it inject into my veins jason <laughs> i don't know what your status is right now but when or if at times when you've been single would you go on a dating show knowing that well, you probably won't really. I was going to say you'll make a lot of money, but you probably won't. Everything, all the word on this is that you don't get much money, but you would get very famous from it. No. Would would no. there be some circumstances where if it was a, if there were certain standards and guidelines, like it was classy enough, would you go on one of these dating shows or no? No. A couple of years ago, the Bachelor casting people reached out because one of my wonderful friends who lives in San Diego entered me, at, uh, put wow. the application in wow. for me, took it upon herself. Um, so I like got you know contacted by a casting director for The Bachelor, but I no, absolutely not. My mom was like freaking out. She's like, Caitlin, please don't do it. I don't want to see you kissing <laughs> like kissing this guy on TV. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, don't worry. And first of all, I'd have to take like a lot of time off of work, and that just mm-hmm. doesn't work for me in my career and what I was trying to accomplish. So Dion Miller uh said on this very podcast that she applied to be on The Bachelor. <laughs> But she Dion loves The on. Bachelor. She but she wanted it. to be on. Yeah. That is not my cup of tea. This is the opposite. This is Caitlin holding them at arm's length. Dion was trying no. to get on. No, I'm yeah, already, probably... you know, I finding out that the guy that you're dating is dating 10 other women is too real of a thing about being on a TV show. So Yeah, I don't think people take, take that into account enough. Like, mm-hmm. all these experiences that you're having with this guy, he's having it with everybody. And <laughs> yeah. maybe even more. Just like scandable. Right. Yeah, so... <laughs> No, I will. I, I'll sit out the dating shows. And now I'm too old. Like I'm, you know, ancient and bachelor Stop. years. <laughs> I'd be on the golden bachelor tone. Caitlin is probably single for life. 
<laughs> I'm running out of time, as Tony puts it. She's 31. <laughs> Her heyday is over. Will she find love before it's too late? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have a theory about the wisdom of old folks. Okay. That, I mean, that's like, odd. I mean, older people usually do have a lot of wisdom. They have a lot more life experience than than I do or... But I don't think it's just that. You know how, like, when people have, like, near-death experiences and they, like, are enlightened in in those moments? Maybe that's happening to older folks because they're basically near, right, the end. So now they have all this knowledge that has come upon them because of their recognition of, hey, you know, I may not have that long. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to that. It's like live like you were dying. Like if we all knew when we were going to die, how differently mm-hmm. would we live our lives? I would hate that. Uh, I'm glad I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could ever do anything genuinely if you knew the exact date you're going to die. And you get lost in like, who am I as a real person? Like I was obsessed with this time period of trying to do all these other things. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I? And I think you'd be too obsessed with that. And you won't ever live a full genuine life if you knew. Deep. Yeah. Okay. That's deep. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know where to go. Scandival. Yeah. From Scandival. No, none of your days are. That's Tony, though. That's what it's like. This is one of my best friends. That's that's the range. That's the full spectrum of what you'll get. Like he is not missing a second of Love Is Blind, but then. He has a lot of deep thoughts about mm-hmm. the elderly. Yeah. Caitlin, let's do the news. Did you guys see that not only did the Broncos bench Russell Wilson, who's having a very good season, when they are one game out of the playoff field with two to play, but... The Athletics' Diana Rossini reported that they are planning to cut him in the upcoming offseason. Good for and them. He, and he knew this, right? I think, I think he had an idea of all of this According coming to down. Mm-hmm. Rossini, yes. They wanted him to move a clause in his contract that would guarantee a certain amount of money. I think it was $37 million for injury, and he wouldn't do it, uh, which he shouldn't. Like, he should make them abide by the contracts that they were so happy to give him, even though I know it wasn't Sean Payton that was doing that. I don't know why they would do this, though. He's having a really good season. Uh, the team gave up. It didn't start that way. Didn't but start it is. That way. Mm-hmm. He's having a season that you can win with. And they gave up everything. For they gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, some players. I mean. Don't matter. Man. He's bad, man. He's bad. He has not been bad this year at all. He, he, he's only not been bad because his yards, what, per throw is like two. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I can't I don't stand know. the way he plays I don't know how you can bench him. Now. I don't know how you can bench him when he's been playing well in your one game. Have you out seen of the their interactions? My father pointed this out to me. He said, I saw Sean Payton berate Russell Wilson mm-hmm. he berates on, on camera. Like, on, on, on television, and I'm like... Yeah. He hates him. 
He Sean hasn't he liked him since the, way he plays the parking spot thing. <laughs> Sean hasn't liked I never him heard since about he this. realized what was the, the parking spot thing, Caitlin. The like Russell I didn't has know his this. own parking spot at the at the Tone. Am I crazy or is this this is real? No, like, that, Russ, that sounds that sounds. Russ correct. has his own parking spot and like corner in the in the facility, which okay. And like Sean Payton, didn't, Sean Payton didn't like didn't like that. Don't the very important people at every workplace right. have their own? Parking You're telling spot? me Tom Brady didn't have his own parking spot? Broncos like, players were furious that Russell Wilson has mm-hmm. his own parking spot. Mm-hmm. That was in 2022. Mm-hmm. People just don't like him. Yeah, that's he's very he's very you. polarizing. You, Tony, people I don't like don't him either. Like, oh, yeah, I, people don't I like his him. personality. He's like Alex Rodriguez. People don't like mm-hmm. his personality. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, but you let that shade what you think of how he plays. No, it doesn't because he it, he played. He didn't play winning football. He played scared football. But either because he can't make those throws anymore, or like I don't know what his deal is about how he play. I hate the way he plays football now. Like he was, I don't know what happened. He was fine in Seattle. Right, he, mm-hmm. he was super fun in Seattle. I don't know what happened when he got here. It's like, hey, you can do all the stuff. Let Russ cook stuff. He's like, wait, you're gonna actually let me do that? Like that was a whole, that was like, no, that was, I don't want to actually catch my tail, but I just want to chase it, right? Like to build up my 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 cachet amongst the group. Once he got his tail, he didn't know what to do with it, and get all this power and, and authority. He had weapons. There was no lack of skill position players on that team. He's just terrible. All right, so Tony's in favor. Mm-hmm. Let me put that down on my sheet. Tony likes And I that. can't wait to the Bears trade Justin Fields to the Broncos. And sign Russell Wilson, probably. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh don't say that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, sometime this month, we talked about, about a 17-year-old in California who passed the bar exam and was sworn in as an attorney. And a 17-year-old girl in Chicago now has earned her doctorate. Dorothy Jean Tillman from Bronzeville enrolled in high school classes during elementary school because it was too easy. Elementary school classes were too easy. So she's doing after school high school classes. Uh, Enrolled at College of Lake County at age 10. Completed her bachelor's degree online at age 12. Got a double master's in environmental and sustainable science at 14 and now has earned her Ph.D. from Arizona State at 17. Who's going to make a door thief? (laughs) I'm glad that's what you took away from that. I I can't even fathom. That's ambitious and incredibly impressive, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound fun. No, and it doesn't. I feel like a big part of being a kid is that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. Maybe that's fun to her. I don't know. Yeah. But, I always say impressive. like, that is I can't impressive. imagine the level of dedication and work. And I feel like at times I took high school too seriously and I didn't take it that seriously. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> a problem know, for me. You always think back and you're like, I really was really stressing about that B. Like, and like, I, well, and then I got a job in television. <laughs> covering I know. Support. I know. I know. I Who write about football got, practice for a living. Yeah. Like, what, are, what the heck did I, I need straight A's for? Let's talk about I football. You were stressing <laughs> I don't. I put down a degree that I don't think I had, and I still got jobs. You wrote in a fake degree. Yeah, I did. I Tony Gill, bachelor's <laughs> of, of science, Tulane well, University. The school is now defunct. 
for like oh, okay. a few oh, yeah. years well, now. That doesn't, that doesn't so make the degree not exist. I just like, ah, I got an associate's degree. I, I have never seen that degree. I think they're holding it hostage because <laughs> I haven't paid the now default. I'm like, I'm not paying you now. Oh, you know, you God. don't even exist anymore. Why would I pay you money? Get out of here. Well, they so, existed when you were I going there. I'm not 100% sure I actually have <laughs> associate's degree. You don't have like a diploma in the corner? Mm, nope. Nope. Do you not? Do you think maybe we should work this all out like off mic, or do you want to keep <laughs> no, sorting this through now? Your for, former nah. employers are right. looking at your resume. Yeah. Like hey. if they if they hired me and I'm not with them, hey, you just got got my guy. You know? <laughs> what college did you go to, Caitlin? UW Milwaukee. Nice. Did you mm. like it? I loved it. Mm-hmm. On the east side of Milwaukee, I loved it. I thought it had a great journalism program. I had great internships there. I loved it. I know it's always like the, it's not Marquette, it's not Madison. I think we were the. Is it the Panthers? Panthers, yes. Yeah. We had Bruce Pearl at one point coaching the men's basketball team. Yeah, there you uh, go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our claim to fame. So. Uh, we hate yeah. that guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, a woman in Richmond, Virginia was shopping at Goodwill. Do you guys ever go to Goodwill, mm-hmm. Salvation Army? Mm-hmm. I tried to find a cage for my dog when I first got it there. They didn't sell it. My kids always want to get stuffed animals there. And I'm like, eh, is that a good idea? But anyway, this woman in Richmond, Virginia was shopping at a Goodwill when a painted glass bottle caught her eye. So it's like a, almost looks like a wine bottle, but clear. And it has some green and purple paint swirled on the inside of it. Uh, she just thought it looked good, liked it, bought it for $3.99, only to learn later it was a piece by Italian artist Carlo Scarpa from 1942, and it is worth six figures. Jessica Vincent flipped her $3.99 bottle for $107,100 at auction this month. Wow. This thing was in perfect condition, too, which is amazing um, because the auction appraiser said that any small chip in it would have made it worth less than $10,000. It would have taken this thing from 107 down under 10. Still would have been good, but... Mm. Uh, Jessica Vincent will pocket $83,500 from the sale of this item at auction after spending three ninety nine dollars on it. Hope she pays her tithes. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she will. It was in the news, Tone. It's going to be hard, hard to hide that one. <laughs> and finally, Caitlin and Tony. Caitlin, I'm going to give you my five wildest animal stories that we've covered in 2023. And I want you to pick the one you think is the wildest. Okay. Wildest of the wildest. My kids, one of the things my kids always ask me, because they know I go over to my dad's house and record these on Wednesday nights. My kids will always ask me on Thursday mornings, Dad, what was the animal news? And sometimes I can't even tell them that part of the show because it's inappropriate. Like, you remember Blanket, Tony? Yes. The wild hog that was a breeder. impregnating too many of the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's the five wildest of some wild animal stories from 2023. Caitlin, you pick the wildest one. A tortoise in Houston, so giant turtle uh, named Mr. Pickles, became a first-time father at age 90. Didn't De Niro just do that or somebody or Pacino? Oh, Pacino. Uh, I don't think he's a, was he a first time father? But yeah, he had a kid like in his 80s. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Abraham, he did that. I think we covered that too on the show <laughs> at one point. 
It's a good one. Uh, a 24-year-old in Dallas was setting animals free from the Dallas Zoo and got caught when he was asking too many questions at the aquarium. <laughs> a, <laughs> I just love how he got caught. So how do you care for these? How do you get them out of the tank? What do they eat? What's the code to this box over here? <laughs> can, that, uh, can that shark over there live in a bathtub? This is a science question. Epsom salt uh, bath. A Minnesota woman got busted by U.S. Customs for bringing back giraffe poop that she was going to use to make jewelry. A man in Thailand, this is a recent story, a man in Thailand was caught smuggling two otters and a prairie dog in his underwear. And finally, a Colorado man tried to avoid DUI when he got pulled over by switching seats with his dog. Smart. Oh, didn't work, Tom. So you've got Mr. Pickles. You've got the uh, Dallas Zoo guy. You've got the giraffe poop. You've got the two otters and a prairie dog. I don't know why that phrase makes me. <laughs> Sounds like a good cover band. Members <laughs> <laughs> of two otters and a prairie dog. <laughs> Going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the Colorado man switching seats with his dog to avoid DUI. The two otters for sure for me. <laughs> did he like put them on his leg and then put his pants over him? Or did he put have his pants and underwear on and stuff them in his pants? Yeah. There's a lot of trust well, in the animals there. I don't know. <laughs> You're not kidding. Um, Were these fully and, grown animals or babies? Well, small to enough babies. to fit in his underpants. <laughs> um he had what was crazy about this. I don't know if this is common practice, but the Thai authorities shot photos and videos of him surrendering these things. So they shot they they took photos and video of him kind of pulling his underwear down and cutting these things out of they were in like they were each, in of the animals, each of these animals was in a sort of a sock and then taped. In <laughs> he tried underwear. to sock. It's like, hey, man, you (laughs) like, that's not real, right? Like, what is that? And he was like, oh, don't look, don't look. I'm like, is that animal in there? Is that two otters and a prairie dog? (laughs) Are you just happy to see me? (laughs) That's the news. Great news. Caitlin Sharkey, it was excellent to have you back. You are a phenomenal addition to the show. So fun. So fun. We covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I need a, everything important. I need like Kaylin, you do a great job on television. Thank you. I try and follow the the clips. Yeah. This is the post. this is your the interview to a totally unreasonable request of you. Your interview with Justin was great. Thank you. I really you. enjoyed that. Um I appreciate people asking good questions and talking to other people. You do a great job of that. It's fun. I, that's what I love to do the most, honestly. Like I need more Caitlin Sharkey though content. So is is there like a mini series? I, I knew this was. Is there to some a kind podcast? Is there oh. something that the people can lean on? I wish you know, I would get more, more Caitlin Sharkey. I want to do more radio, and I would love to do. I I don't want to do my own podcast, but I would love radio. To do radio. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. I got you. I know mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I would love to because I think, like I said, I only get TV. I only get to, do, you know snippets when it comes to tv but i love the long form podcast radio that stuff like that so. okay 
I got you. I got all you. Right. Like all jokes aside, I'm a pretty prominent figure in the radio, Chicago radio <laughs> business. And, I don't think you you're kidding at all. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal in radio I, here. So. I know. Yeah. I know that. So, <laughs> What radio station do you work at, Tone? Uh, I currently don't, but, you know, I got plugs, okay. you know, and connects. You feel me? Other other than that. I'm the, remember when we went over big homies for you, Jason? I'm a big homie in Chicago radio. Okay. Would other people say that, too? You know, honestly, I think they would. <laughs> okay. All right. Good, Good to know. I'm well connected then. I don't have to worry about anything, Tony. Gotcha. <laughs> Sports Jason, as always, is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. Use our promo code adjacent1000 and you'll get 15 you'll get your first bet with them paid back and free future betting credits up to $1500 if you don't win. So you can bet on college football bowl games, the NFL, the NFL playoffs, baseball is uh baseball is down the road. I don't know why I said baseball. Basketball and hockey <laughs> on full speed, though. There's plenty to bet on there. Um, maybe stop taking betting tips from Tony, but if you do and you don't win... You were winning. You were get, winning at one point. You'll get just your recently. losing bet paid back and free future betting credits up to $1,500 on your first bet. Just use our promo code adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you can take advantage of their buy one, get one half off offer th- for the month of December. Uh, there'd be new deal, new sale, new offer in January, but that's a really good one. That's their Christmas shopping season sale and it still goes through the end of the month. So go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Caitlin, what would be your best endorsement of sheets and giggles now that you have them on your mm. bed they're they're them. light they're light but soft like they're not heavy i feel like they're just kind of like buttery i love it i love it see Good that sounds sleep. like a that sounds like a like a commercial they would use tone mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to they would hug your butt so well that's <laughs> what they do though they they'll survive a night of thrashing <laughs> <laughs> Now that's a good tagline that they might use. (laughs) Have your people call my people. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.